This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners the real facts and the real stats about the local market. Heck, you wouldn't go into a a baseball game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. We will provide you with the information that will help make uh, make that well-prepared game plan for you so that you'll be a winner in the real estate market. And to help me with today's show is Isaac Ramirez of Park Place Real Estate. Good morning. Good morning, Don. All right. Um, good thing you're here today. We had a little miscommunication, and you were almost heading out of town. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, we, we, we turned the car around, and we made sure we showed up for you because we know this is important. <laughs> That's right. And I actually really like today's topic. Um, and, you, and today's topic is going to be, is today's pricing on homes above or below the cost basis so um, some people are saying oh we're in another bubble some people are saying no we're not so today Isaac and I Isaac's a numbers guy weren't you well you're kind of an analytical guy right I tend to look deeper into things yeah you know know, it's like you trust the gut and then you back it with the numbers I'm I, and see, and I, I I like even though I give a lot of statistics, I'm more of a gut guy. I, I, okay. I so uh, this will be an interesting perspective, um, and Isaac and I may, may not agree on some of the conclusions that these numbers are going to point out to us, but uh, we're going to make it fun today. And knowing how to make something fun, I want to ask you: How in the world did you end up with a name like Park Place Real Estate? So I get that a lot. So um, we were previously the Isaac Ramirez Company. We started off as a boutique brokerage. And a lot of the agents, uh, originally my my first inclination to to name the company was something neutral that you could market and kind of allow people to have like a fun fun place to go, right? Um, So we started off with the TIRC uh, because that's just how it evolved with the agents. That was their choice. But our fundamentals was building wealth through real estate, right? And what better way to do that in the game of Monopoly? You know, you roll the dice, you, you pick a spot, and then your goal is to build as many apartments, hotels, or houses on it, depending on which version you're playing. So we wanted to kind of still keep the essence of what we do in helping families achieve, you know, wealth through real estate. So what better way to do it than name it Park Place Real Estate? Um, why didn't you pick Monopoly Real Estate? I think there's a Hasbro tag on that, and I wasn't ready to pay the tax. My attorney had to call their attorney, had to call their attorney, and just, you know, the email took too long. Park Place was much easier just to file. <laughs> All right. Um, I wasn't really being serious on that question. <laughs> but I did. But, I did look into it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay, so I told Isaac before the show started that I've got a challenge for him today, and that is that we have to be like Vin Scully today. And of course his eyes perked up because he knows who Vin Scully is. Legend. The legend, right. But the most important thing about Vin Scully is on the radio using just words, he could make you feel, smell, see. As if you're there. 
yeah, as if you're there. Yeah. I mean, I can still taste the Farmer John hot dogs. <laughs> I sure miss. I sure miss going to <laughs> right. It, it, and so today we're going to be talking about all these trends, statistics, numbers, and what they mean. But the challenge for you and I is if by 10 o'clock today, our listeners are going to say, huh, I understand that. Yeah. I see what they're saying, yeah. not no. just that I hear what they're saying. Yeah, we're not, you know, <clears throat> economic experts by any means. With well, respect speak to, for yourself, well, Isaac. Well, I mean, we're not going to be on Fox News just spitting <laughs> out numbers. We're we're gonna we're gonna back it with with some gut. We're gonna back it with what's happening. We're boots on the ground, right? We mm -hmm. know real time what's happening. So this is a play by play, guys. And that's one of the beauties of this show that the guests every week are people that are boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. So we're talking. Not in theory, but in no, no. practice. In practice, yeah. And it's different perspectives, too. So you have different individuals with different backgrounds that, you know, serve a certain segment of real estate, but it all comes together. And that's why I love tuning in. So make, yeah. sure, make sure you're here for Welcome Home Radio, Don Scordino. All right. Thank you, Isaac. Um, all right. So let's tackle the question to start off with. Are prices overinflated today? Absolutely not. Okay. Rates that, are great. Prices are great. Fresno's great. All right. I'm going to jump right ahead, but why do you say absolutely not? Um, I mean, I think what it boils down to is is affordability, right? As 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 we as as people are evolving, um, whether it's small businesses, e-commerce. I know COVID is definitely changed the way we did things, right? So if you're adaptive and you're able to swing, some people are having the best years ever in business right now. And, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's working in their favor. Now, obviously some are suffering. One of my new missions is to go out and try to help struggling businesses, kind of show them some new marketing techniques so they could get it because we learn a lot in real estate and this is part of our community. I would hate to see any type of restaurant suffer. So we're gonna do something crazy here just for free just to help educate people because we think that, you know, when there's more more roofs and housing, businesses are needed to service them, right? It goes right. hand in hand. So partially what, what I'm getting at is, I think with, with the affordability factor that the payments due to interest rates being so low, the payment, it's still a beneficial point to buy as opposed to rent. The tax breaks, the, the um, paying down the debt positioning of the monthly payment by by building equity through paying down the loans i mean that is still in our favor right now and i think we just have to take advantage of it but one of the funny things you could talk about inflation the power of our dollar right and that's where this conversation started i called you up right remember i called yes. you don i need you to come meet with me because i found something i don't know if i'm onto something but let's talk and we, we realized the power of the dollar. You know, I showed up because I really thought I was going to get a free cup of coffee that day. Oh, man. We, you know what? The new office will have the espresso machine. It's already on order. I'm going to make you a special one. Okay. And, hey, right. we'll do an Italian or an Americano. Your choice. All right. Your choice. But Canadian. yeah, power of the dollar, right? So we were having that conversation. And we're like, hey, what was the minimum wage back then? What was the cost of lumber back then? What are the leading indicators? We just started digging deep in everything. Who was president, right? What were we coming off of? And then we realized it's like, well, shoot, if you were to put me back 21 years ago and said, Isaac, qualified to buy a house based on this, this income, I could still buy the exact same home back then as I could today. So really, what's changed? Hmm. It was the interest rate. Yeah. And we'll get into that, right? So that was just, that's my argument is, Hey, 
Is it inflation that caused it or really just appreciation to the point of no affordability? I think things are so affordable that buyer demand is still huge. And people are discovering Fresno more and more every day. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that the key word today throughout the the four segments that we do is going to be affordability. Affordability. You could afford a great living in Fresno. And, you know, we have a great mayor, great police, great schools, great people. Uh, I like the great people. I mean, yeah. hey, I, I like everything else, too. Mm-hmm. Great location. Oh, in absolutely. One, in one day, you can take a day trip to Yosemite and be home that night. You can Or take, General Sherman. Yeah. yeah. Your choice. Go Same to distance. the coast yeah. and be back. Yeah, so I think that people are discovering that. And uh, quality of living, I think it's, it's, it's it, you know, we have great restaurants. I was eating somewhere really, really great last night. Amazing. Where'd you eat? Cracked pepper. All right. I'm, I'm impressed. So. We do have some really good restaurants here. Yeah. It, the, the local guys are good. Yeah, they are. It, and they know how to run a restaurant. They, they come and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, we, we had a couple of buddies in from Sacramento and they, uh, they live in Granite Bay. One of them's originally from uh, Chula Vista over there by San Diego. And they were just like, I'm gonna have to buy something in Fresno. I like it here. Yeah. And especially when we start talking about pricing. They got all excited. Their eyes lit up. So the key thing when, you, when you're looking at numbers is you have to have a number to compare it to so that you know what's normal, what's expected. Oh, absolutely. For example, if somebody said um, so-and-so's batting 350, well, all right, doesn't mean anything unless you compare it and say, well, yeah, gosh, the, the league average is 243, yeah. 253 for some. Now it's getting, now they're talking about the mush ball, but that's a different subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 243, you know, I, yeah. back in my day, it's like you had to be up around 270, but now yeah. we didn't have launch angles back yeah. then. It's different now. Yeah. yeah. Um, slugging percentage is a little more important than we batting some, average nowadays. We got some sluggers, yeah. All right. It, and so we're talking numbers here and comparatives and all that. Well, same thing in real estate. So, and I'm gonna throw out a number and I'd like your opinion on it. This is back in 2007. 2007, when it comes to the number of homes sold was a huge drop. It went from 8,900 in 2005 to 6,500 in 2006 and dropped all the way to 4875 in 2007 and then it rebounded back to kind of a normal mm-hmm. thing. And yet <clears throat> that's number of homes sold. But when you look at prices, the median price, 2007 was one of the top years. It was only 8000 no, um $16,000 off of the highest dollar figure. And then it took a drop from there. So here's two different sets of numbers. If you want to say, well, gosh, was 2007 a good year in real estate? Well, price-wise, you might say, yeah, but number of sales-wise, it, it's a different story. So how, how could that be that you, you have so few sales, but yet a higher higher sales price? I mean... I, I was in the market at that time. And I would tell you that home ownership was still on the top of the agenda for a lot of families. 
And during 2007, quarter three is when you started seeing some of the, the banks pull out of the market. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't just a housing crash. It was a total economic crash that we've never seen on the place of, uh, planet Earth before. Never in the history of humans at that level, that scale with countries, cities filing bankruptcy. So, you know, my, my kind of toast to that with respect to that number drop, I would say it was due to lack of financing. You know, there was only, just like COVID, I mean, we nobody talked about this, but did you know that during COVID, when it first hit, we first got announced the lockdown, there were individuals that were purchasing their properties that banks, that they signed their loan docs and banks told them, we're not gonna fund this. There was a lot of people that got held up recently and yet that didn't cause a blurb. What it caused was timeout, let's see what's happening here and then we'll move forward. And that's something to think about because that 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 was something huge. So, I mean, with that number, I think that it's because there was a lack of financing. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember banks pulling products off the table during the middle of an escrow yeah. where they said, uh-uh, we're not doing that no documentation loan anymore. I mean, but people were still buying cash. Yeah, it's, it's all about the options that are out there, right? That's what makes lending possible to buy a home is the options, right? Everything's based on risk. Mm-hmm. Down payment, credit score, payment history. So banks just said, hey, hey, we're going to go to this new factor where it's 40% down because a lot of these guys did do that back then and we could offer you this. Mm-hmm. And it was up to the consumer to take that. And when we get back from this commercial break, I think I'd like to talk about Let's compare our current 2021 market to that housing crash because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, here we go again. Oh, no, no. It's not good. good. I'm glad you gave them a preview of uh, the second segment. All right. So with that, we're going to our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino uh, of Welcome Home Radio. And we have Isaac Ramirez here of Park Place Real Estate. And we are discussing whether or not today's prices are ahead of or behind the cost curve. Um, Anybody that missed the first segment, Isaac, give us your opinion on that one. That rates are great and home prices are still affordable, that one? Or, Or the fact that you know, people that are thinking we're going to go into a crash. I, the the latter. So okay. people that think we're going into a crash or a, a milder term, a bubble. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Are we? I mean, statistically, uh, based on the numbers, you know, an average growth rate in the market is 2 to 3% mm-hmm. on average, right? Every year, annually. But we're seeing right now, besides the data migra- data migration from individuals, you know, transferring from the Bay Area, the work home remote, right? A lot of that stuff happening. A lot of companies are talking about they're going to stick to that model moving forward. Um, With all that said, I think that people are discovering Fresno that we're having our own kind of surge because we've been so dormant and affordable for so long in comparison to the rest of the states that we're beginning to see this, this influx of buyers, right? So I think that for those that are looking for, you know, a crash to go something to drop down 50%, we got to look at where we're at financially, right? We got to look at our dollar, how much price price per square foot, price of lumber, uh, how much our income are, is, 
what's driving these factors. And I think it's affordability, right? Affordability is based on what you make and what you can afford. And banks right now, they're so conservative. Like I mentioned, when COVID hit, the first lockdown, they put a halt to lending. A lot of people were stuck at the signing table. And it was just for a short period, just one or two weeks. Sellers understood, buyers understood, but then they resumed lending. And now we're beginning to see more products come out. So I think personally that, you know, what we're seeing is more driven on the human element uh, because they realize the affordability. And rates are so low. I mean, we were talking about this. You're showing me rates of 13% to acquire a home. I mean, that's a big rate, right? Big rate. Yeah. My my first one was at 12. And it was a variable rate. Um, so it could go up. It it could go down. Um, fortunately, at that point, it started going down. Um, okay, so you keep mentioning the A word, affordability. Yeah. So I want to remind people, you've heard this story before, but about a year and a half ago, I had three transactions going for two bedroom, one bath homes, about a thousand square feet. The one here in Fresno sold for 140000 the referral that I made to Iowa, that that two bedroom, one bath home sold for seventy thousand, so half. That was really affordable. Um, however, then there was one in Los Angeles, in Downey, four hundred ninety-five thousand. It I and I got to go into that home. I didn't see the one in Iowa, mm-hmm. but I saw the one in Los Angeles, and four hundred ninety-five thousand. I would if. For comfort and, and all, I would have bought the 140 here in Fresno. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fresno's definitely evolving. So are you seeing a lot of my in-migration from the Bay Area? We're seeing Bay Area. We're seeing a little bit everywhere. I've, we had people come in from Texas, which I was laughing about because I'm like, wait a minute. I thought people were moving to, I thought, yeah, California's moving to Texas. And literally what it was is for more opportunities and just a little different quality of life. These individuals love the thought of Yosemite, General Sherman, um, the hiking element. They really enjoyed those type of things, which, you know, I think they're they're in a situation where they they were living to discover and the prices that we have here for home affordability allowed them to do that. So they were very excited for that purchase. And really what it was is, is they stumbled upon Fresno um, by, by looking at a local restaurant, believe it or not. Hmm. And that's how they were kind of figuring out more about, more about the culture here. So when it comes to affordability, interest rates have a lot to do with that and bank products. Remember back... Before the housing crises, um, let's go back to 2005, let's say. A very predominant loan was the option arm, the adjustable rate mortgage where the interest rates changed. Well, it was just like anything else, hedging, right? So, you know, we talk about feeling our gut, right? I felt my gut very much so when the 49ers were in the Super Bowl, right, recently. And a couple more times before that. Yeah. It didn't work out for me too well. (laughs) You got to look at the statistics. Um, if you take a 228, you know out the gate, 228 meaning fixed for two years, adjustable afterwards, which is a product that still exists. To, well, it's more of a three to five year fixed. It still exists because it serves a purpose. It serves a purpose. But what happened was you had a race, what I call it, 05, 04 to 06 was a race to lend money. 
you had so many people just like the GameStop, GameStop stock that just happened in AMC movie theaters that so many people took notice of these individuals making subsizable returns, so they rushed to the market. And as that happened, it's a competition to provide quicker service and the best, easiest products. But at the end of the day, ultimately, the consumer has to make the decision whether or not they want that product. So I think back then is a different animal because a lot of people just made it sound easy. So those fixed rates, it was a gamble to begin with. Everybody's goal on the on the adjustable was to take fix for two years and refinance right afterwards in hopes to get still a low rate. Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The house wins, right? It's just set up that way. So, but just put something in perspective. I did this, okay? Remember, we want to make them feel, smell that they're here, right? Um, so if if somebody did buy a home back in, let's just say 2007, okay? And they paid 312,000 for it. They took a loan out, 5.8% interest rate. Right now, 2021, had they just kept the payments current and everything said, they would have a loan balance of approximately 199,000. That same home today, even with the whole fluctuation of the market, that same home today would actually be worth about 330, 340. Mm -hmm. Same home. And they would owe 199. Regardless of what values do, it's the you want the low interest rate. That's what you're really buying and you're buying the longevity of it that compound effect with your principal paying down. You can still build wealth. How much money does this person have compared to somebody who said, nope, I'm gonna cross my arms, market's too high, rates are too high, I'm not buying nothing, you guys are all fools. Yeah. It's the height. Remember, 07 I'm talking about here, Yeah. okay? These guys still have over $140,000 more in asset value compared to the guy who, who crossed his arms. And all this guy did was exactly the same thing he did. They went home, they slept in their bed, they woke up, they left. They did the exact same thing, but yet one has more wealth. Mm -hmm. that, that's a really good point. Um, so time, the longer you keep an asset such as a home. Um, it's a long-term play. Yeah. And it's a good one too. You basically got paid to sleep there. Yeah. So way back when I was taught. Earn money in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was taught you make um, you you buy a home for two reasons. One is for the investment; it's a good investment, like you just pointed out. But the other thing is for the use of it. You got to use it, whether you were renting it or you were buying it. That's where you slept. That's where you cooked dinner that night, had the barbecue. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of majority of Americans live in homes, or whether it's a condo or apartment, it's still a home and. There's still a mortgage on it. There's still, you know. So, so when you mention the 49ers oh, in the Super started, Bowl, <laughs> I, I'm going to rub this one in now. <laughs> but it's a lot like the that game was a lot like owning a home because the score doesn't matter until it the game's over. Until so you call it quit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the 49ers were way ahead. Looked like they were going to win. They were yeah. celebrating. Yeah. Um, but it didn't matter what the score was at yeah. that point because the game wasn't over. Same thing with a home. Let's say you bought that home in 2007 and you paid 300000 for mm -hmm. it. And four years later, it was worth 200000 All right. Not good. But if you're still using it, the game's not over. Yeah. By 2015, you're back oh, even. Yeah, you're easy. And by 2021, you're... Uh, you're sitting pretty nice. Yeah. But even if the prices are high, 
today. If you're not done using it, the game's not over. Well, where are you going to live? Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not being funny in any way by saying that, but I mean, realistic. I mean, I'm not forcing. What we're not saying is right now when you look at appraisals, let's just keep it simple for those understanding. Okay, so you're, you're going to go buy a home, okay? You're going you're gonna to use your realtor to, to tell you exactly what the market's doing in that market. What days on the market? What are people paying? Because buyers, when you're competing for a home, you're not competing against a seller, you're competing against another buyer. What are buyers paying for homes in this neighborhood? Even if you trust your gut and you say, well, I'm going to make a million dollar offer and you're going to go to the bank. The bank's going to say, okay, yeah, we'll loan you a million dollars if you qualify. But before we do so, we're going to get a neutral third party appraiser out there to get his opinion for the day that he goes to the property to inspect it. It's merely an opinion, not a factual, I mean, bank's loan on it, but it's really just an opinion of value. So they go out there and they say, hey, listen, we think these homes go for 400000 not a million dollars. So the bank is only committed to loaning you based off the $400,000 value. At that point, that's the point where we say, hey, well, this is what the market is. This is what it's doing, right? So with that said, I mean, people think, well, I'm overpaying. Well, you still got that buffer with that appraiser. You still got the people that are going to bring you back to the ground. Mm. And they're going to remind you that, hey, this is where the market's at. This is what the price should be going for. And guess what? When you compare that, and here's my next argument, when I compare a market approach appraisal, which is just looking at the values, and then they put in there, because appraisers do this, what's called a cost approach, you'll notice sometimes the cost approach is actually higher than the market approach in Fresno right now. Meaning that it uh, costs more to build it than it does to buy it. Exactly. Now, if you look at the Bay Area, which I'm not pushing down any markets, it's such a desirable market for those over there that the cost approach may be a half or a third of the market approach. So that right there is a more driven of economic scale of, of buyers. But our market in Fresno, what I'm what we're sharing with people today, why we're saying rates are great and it's affordable is because we're spot on. We don't have that huge influx of, of market value. It's not, it's not a $1.4 million sale with a 545, 545,000 cost approach. Mm -hmm. It's spot. They're very similar, which is safe. Okay. So when we get back from our commercial break, we're going to talk about that cost approach and some of the other reasons why Isaac Ramirez and Don Scordino believe that we are behind the curve I think we on, still got on prices, yeah. not yeah. ahead of it. Just looking at the numbers. Yeah. So and stay the tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio, we have Isaac Ramirez of Park Place Real Estate, and um, the, the song says, Put Me In, Coach. So when I asked you to come on here, you were ready. Yes, sir. I, I, I was on my way to the coast, and I turned it around. Yeah. I said, all right, let's do this. And, and kind of what got this show going was that um, you called me sometime back and said, hey, let's let me show you some statistics. What do you think? Yeah. First I wanted all, you to teach me because I'm like, am I reading these correctly? Because here's my hunch. Yeah. Right? And it was funny because as we talked, we realized we came at, we looked at these things from different perspectives, but pretty much the same conclusion. Yeah. That, that's, that's what made it beautiful because I was throwing in lumber facts and, you know, cost of gold, economic wages, things that happen, all these, you know, 
events and then you hit your events and then we're like the number was the same yeah and that's what we both looked at each other like we got to call more buyers we need to let people know like they got to get in this market yeah what what a great market for buyers in, oh, in fact kind of what's causing the frenzy i believe is that for the first time that i can remember we have a buyer's market and a seller's market at the same time yeah um and the buyer's market because you have 30-year fixed interest rates below three percent yep i mean come on i mean back when i was well i told you 12 yeah. percent for my first one yeah uh, what was your first one uh 6.75 uh you're yeah. young i was happy yeah <laughs> i was smiling yeah everybody thought i got a good a good deal yeah and yet today's rates are are half that and then yeah. you go back 15 years ago and the predominant loan was the adjustable rate mortgage yep where now you know in the year 2043 what your payment's going to be oh yeah you're fixed mm -hmm. there's no second guessing rents so, go up right yeah. rents go up every year i get a um a call from my property manager he says hey we're going to do a 50 dollar adjustment on the rent now mind you this year was a good good you know i believe in helping people achieve their goals so i told them well find out if they're interested in buying a house they said they are i said okay then don't increase the rent as long as they're able to Show me that they want, I mean, I'm not trying to get too personal, but hey, if they can show me they have a plan to buy, mm -hmm. then I won't increase the rent. Hmm. But I get a call every year from the property manager. We got to go up 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. And it's been like that for the past seven years. My mortgage company has yet to do that to us. Right. Because they can't. Because it's it, fixed. It, yeah. <laughs> it's locked in. Right. So now is the time to take advantage of the market. Yeah. We encourage you. Matter of fact, we're begging you. All right. Call. Call call your agent okay set some appointments get with your lender trust us don don's been in the market for quite some time i've been in the market for quite some time we've seen the ups the downs the craziness but at the end of the day the numbers don't lie regardless of what the markets did those that continue to pay their payment let the ego go aside looked at the four factors rather than just oh the price looked at you know the value of the paying the, the debt down right which you know paying the note down and as well as that interest rate and the tax benefits these guys are still winning that held on and they're winning big we want to make you win yeah okay do not end up like the 49ers <laughs> we're not going to choke on the second half we're going to win that's right and, and to show you that <clears throat> all in a lifetime my lifetime i bought my first house forty-four thousand dollars a four-bedroom, two-bath home over by Cedar and Herndon, $44,000. Today, that's probably worth $300,000. Well, let me ask you a question. What was the going um, wage back then, income wage? Ah, probably three seventy-five an hour. Oh, yeah, we're, we're closely to $15 now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's almost like it, it quadrupled in a way. So the buying power is kind of there. And But rates, what was your rate? 12. 12. And rates today are below 3. Price yeah. of lumber back then? Hold on, let me pull it up. What was the price of lumber? Let's go Okay, check. that one you got me. <laughs> I'm going to throw that one out there. Just because I like I like playing with the number, but it was below $300. Guess where it's at today? You tell me. Oh, well, it's floating at $990. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, what does that have to do with it? Well, you got to have lumber to build a house. I mean, we're not doing center blocks or still yet, right? Concrete, 3D prints coming. <laughs> Is it here yet? But all those factors went up. So natural progression. So I don't get caught up in the price. I get caught up in the payment. What's my monthly payment? And the affordability. Yeah, can I afford it? Yeah, because wages are higher, 
um, you can afford more. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you, let me ask you this one, uh, Isaac. Do you believe wages will be higher in the year 2043 than they are 2021? I think that more millionaires are being made more than ever today because of the opportunity of the entrepreneurship and e-commerce. So I truly believe that wages will go up. As, as, as the need for more skilled employees and workforce, and there are a lot of people coming out of Fresno that are very skilled and growing, and everybody's you know, computer literate these days. So um, with that said, I, I definitely think that income will continue to rise because the mm-hmm. demand for quality labor will always be there. We're not, we're not building, we're not in Henry Ford's factories anymore, respectfully. Mm-hmm. We're not assembling widgets anymore. We are now in, in, in an era of technology and things are progressing and you know, medicine, health, all these things are good income living, especially in, in Fresno where it's affordable. Yeah, it sure is affordable. And you can work anywhere. So, you know, after this, I'm going to take a call with somebody down in, uh, what was it, Idaho. Mm-hmm. I'm using, I'm not going to tag it, but we're going to telecommunicate okay. <laughs> with that. All right. So, um, and it's all relative too. You go back to when I bought my first home, minimum wage, three seventy five. Mm-hmm. A four bedroom home was forty four thousand um, dollars. But that one dollar bought a lot more than it does today. So when you say forty four thousand or three hundred thousand dollars, you're not comparing apples to apples because the nineteen $78 was worth a lot more than the $2,021. I think that back then people had um, set regiments of how they invested their money and spent their money. Mm-hmm. We got PS5 today. We got Xboxes. Yeah. People will find a way to get what they want. All we're saying is maybe look at real estate as a, as a good shelter for that. But here's what I do want to throw out your way. So people are here at 44000 I'd buy a four-bedroom, one-bath right now if I could. Well, guess what? In 15 years, we're going to have the same conversation, okay, because you're, you're, putting your, you're wrapping your arms around yourself and pouting, saying, I'm not going to buy it. It's too expensive. And 15 years from now, your, your cousin, your nephew, your best friend, your coworker at work is going to tell you a phenomenal deal that they just got. And you're going to be like, I remember that house was selling for 340 Yeah. Wow. And you're not going to be in the game. We're, the power to lead is through education. And that's why this show exists to educate the consumers of what's happening. None of us are saying buy our house. We're not giving you addresses. We're not telling you buy our house. Like we're trying to sell you something. This isn't a widget. This is for the improvement of yourself. And we're educating you on, hey, what's happening in the market today? Right now, my phone is, I got 43 text messages. I got to respond to after this. Just put a new listing on the market at 12.01 AM. And I got 43 showings automatically. 43 people need to find a home. There's only one home. These aren't investors. These aren't buying people buying their 10th house. Most of these guys are buying their first house. Mm-hmm. And the price range? There's a demand. What's the price range? Uh, well, we listed at 345 Okay. And here you're saying that that's predominantly first-time homebuyers. That's amazing because not too long ago, 345000 was upper dollar. Yeah. And I think that proves my point that you can't compare dollars in years. One dollar today is worth less than it was then. So the hedge against, that's called mm-hmm. inflation. Okay. The hedge against inflation. Well, yeah, you're going to want to be property. It. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So that you can become a beneficiary uh, of that. Yeah, I mean, 
inflation is real. I mean, I I mean, I got introduced to Starbucks what two thousand and six, and I remember going there and ordering. A, a, they asked me what I wanted. I'm like, uh, coffee. Yeah, you know, because I was used to going to the Seven Eleven or AMPM down the street from the office, right? I didn't know. I just freaking got a cup of coffee, and sure or less, they're like, "Here you go, four seventy five. I'm like, "What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's in it?" <laughs> That is a progression as things are happening, but yet it's part of my daily routine now. I don't give it any thought. So, you know, what, what I'm sharing with you is what are the things we're not giving thought to that we're buying on a day to day basis that I don't want to say live like a minimalist, but if you really want to beat inflation and still still have a nest egg, real estate's the way to go. It's proven over the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. Everybody's made their fortune in real estate, whether it's big or small. Start yours. There you go. And it's affordable. Rates are great. So let's go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. If I could just come in, I swear I'll leave. Won't take nothing but a memory from the house that built me. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we have Isaac Ramirez of Park Place Real Estate here in the studio with us today. And we have been discussing, are today's prices ahead or behind the curve? Let's get away from that for a second. And I'm going to go to that music that was just playing about the house that built me. Tell me about the house that built you, Isaac. What do you mean? Okay, as a kid, was there a home that you grew up in that made you appreciate homes or maybe as as an adult i mean you're still a kid yeah. granted but uh is there a home that stands out to you that man this is home okay at first i thought you were talking about okay like the brick house like the commodores like because oh. you know i don't want to yeah. date anything here but um here's what you're not that old are you <laughs> i heard that when i was like four or five years old you know you hear it occasionally but um here's what i would say you know what um it was, it's kind of a unique situation where i grew up in a split household so um uh, father lived in apartments growing up and then my mother uh had a home and my grandmother acquired real estate she was acquiring real estate um back in you know i would say the, the 70s and it was so funny because the famous Zapps Park, you know what I mean? I know before that school was built across the street, my grandmother owned a home there. And it was like the coolest neighborhood ever going over there. Um, but I think that's what kind of, tr- I guess, brings the importance of home because I don't drive by the apartments and be like, oh, look, I grew up there. Yeah, because we, we lived in a few. And then, but I do drive by once in a while and I'll show the kids. And I'm like, hey, I used to live in that house. And, and I think that's kind of important because it's like, why do we do that? It's like, it's like, why do we go back to our old stompy grounds? Like, what, what is it about us to like share that story with our kids and that importance? But it's, I think what it is is that it's it's home, it's that warmth, it's that feeling of security, right? And it's the memories. And I think that's what we want to. That's part of our mission with our company is to to bring more of that to people. Like, we don't even get into real estate to to be angry or upset. We we came in my fundamentals of our core values is to educate empower but most importantly entertain right and yeah. bring those memories to more people so that would say that that is when i kind of realized like how she did it she she bought it with owners financing she like the seller financed it mm-hmm. and that's how she was able to acquire so many properties so i thought that was kind of cool that was kind of cool how she understood that coming in from you know 
from the background mm. that she did and it acquired it. I'm thinking to myself, wow, like had, had, had she still been with us and kept all those properties, man, she'd have a really nice size portfolio, you know, yeah. Even, yeah. even 40 years down the road. So I really thought your answer was going to be, uh, the home that built you is when you landed on park place. Oh my goodness. Monopoly. Okay. That story. So <laughs> shit. I I'll set t- you up. I tell you right now. Yeah, you did. That was a good one. So believe it or not, um, I, I made a lot of money on Baltic Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> I would go, I would avoid park place of boardwalk as, as much as I could. Cause that, if you started off at the game with you're, you're losing all your money up front. Mm-hmm. So I would start with the, with the, with the other ones like St. Charles place and the rest of them as I would roll the dice. But yeah, that was a fierce argument in our house. In fact, I still haven't talked to my father since then. Not just kidding. <laughs> so you're bringing out a good analogy. The way that you get started is with a smaller home. And you move on up. That's the, if I could do it over again, I would buy my first home would be a duplex. If I could do it all over again Mm -hmm. and then gradually move my way up Um, or something to that effect. Because if you come out the gate swinging, that's not your forever home. So many clients we meet with are like, no, this is my forever home. Three years later, I get the call. Hey, how's it going? How's the market? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're thinking of selling. We fell in love with this one property has a, a pool or you know, we're not pool people after all. We, we don't want the pool. It just it just comes up. Or we just had twins. That's that's <laughs> always happens, right? Congratulations to those with twins. Ah, and, and that I remember a time when um, I had some people looking. They there it came down to these two homes: a two bedroom, one bath, or a three bedroom, two bath. Um, the, of course, a three bedroom, two bath was a little bit more expensive. Yeah. But they so they opted to go cheap. They bought mm-hmm. the two bedroom, one bath. Not even a year later, they called me up and they said, we're having twins. And they already had one boy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, the twins were going to be a girl and a boy. They needed three bedrooms. Yeah, they definitely need their space. Yeah. And at the time, it's not like you could sell a home that fast. I mean, at that time, average days yeah. on the market was probably 90. Yeah, which is fair for most, right? You used to come into town before the MLS and cruise on in and see some homes. There was availability. Mm-hmm. Now, because of technology, I think that also helped push why we have less than seven days on the market. Seven days. Tom Brady has more rings than we have on the MLS right now. <laughs> <was on> the <laughs> MLS. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? Um, all right. So what what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? I would say if you're not ready mm-hmm. to buy, ask yourself why. Is it, is it a commitment? Is it, is it the ability to not understand the financing? Because lenders, their job is to, I would say, I don't want to use the word root for you, but, um, and I wouldn't say lobby for you, but their job is to find a yes from the bank. They're on your side to work with you, to help get that yes, to help you get that approval and start with something small and maybe do some DIY. If anybody has a TikTok, I don't have a TikTok. Okay. I was against it because you're not going to catch me dancing and look at this. Look at that. It's just not me. That now, is not a good visual. Yeah. We talked about that, right? I just did it right now. You're like, please stop. But <laughs> these guys are giving out so many house hacks on how to like paint your tile, restore your cabinets. There's like so many house hacks and they'll tell you, we did this for 50 bucks. And I started going through a list. And I'm like, oh my goodness. These are affordable upgrades that will make the biggest difference in a home and give it that mass appeal to today's consumer, you know, for a dated home to make it look nice or mid-century modern. I'm like, 
these hacks you could do for under a thousand bucks and you could do them when you get your tax return, right? Because if you buy a home, you get less taxes, but get with the lender to find a plan on why and maybe come to the conclusion that a fixer-upper is something that you can do if you know the information, right? Like the like, get a TikTok, right? Download it and learn. And the reason why I say that is because I've never met a seller who didn't leave with a check when they when they sold. They always got paid, but I never met a tenant that's done the same. I, they always get a bill. Mm-hmm. So let me help encourage you guys to just get with your loan officer, get with a lender, right? Find somebody. Everybody's obligated to give you the best deal right now. It's all a very transparent industry we're in. And mm-hmm. then find an agent that you like and have the conversation about what's available for you. And maybe not hold out and try to fight this inflation game and saying, well, I'm just going to wait three years to buy. Buy something because you could get into a home still. I think it was as little as 1500 bucks. I mean, there's a community housing council, if we could plug them. I mean, it's a nonprofit, HUD approved in Fresno. They have home buyer workshops. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac now have a class, if you want to put a low down payment down, that you have to take this class. So it kind of preps you. It's free education. Yeah. So now is I'm the time. You, do it. Do it. Get in the game. Do it because we just talked about 15 years from now, your, 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 your equity you to build. Yeah, right. And today, here's what I'm hoping people remember. If you're not ready today, because maybe you have no down payment saved up, maybe you, uh, maybe you had a bankruptcy a couple years you ago. You don't need 20% down. Yeah. So there's misconception. I say call today. Find out the truth. Right. Get ready today. Yes. And by getting ready, that doesn't mean you're ready to go Monday morning. It might be Monday morning in the year 2022. But you're starting the plan. Yeah. Um, just like we said in the beginning of the show, you got to come up with a game plan just like you would in a game. Yeah. Um, There's got, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In fact, it makes for smart home buying. Oh, and, and guess what? It's a journey. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, my father bought his first home probably about eight years ago. And what was, what was interesting about it is he always thought you needed 20% down which he didn't want to part ways with because he said if I had to part ways with it, all his money's out of the bank and he's, you know, he'll, he'll have, his savings would be gone, but he'd have his 401k, right? And that, if you want to talk about, if you're worried about house prices, look at your statements on your 401k. You'd, if some people really paid attention to that, which nobody ever does, because guess what? They just keep saying it go up. Oh man, that's like the, that's what the World Wrestling Federation right there fighting every day in a Royal Rumble with what, what that does. But regardless, you're still going to be okay with housing. I mean, it's still always in the benefit of the of the consumer mm-hmm. yeah so but he he loves it now now he's like oh my god this is the best decision ever we got him in with three percent down he was just ecstatic and now he, he's still got the savings still got his 401k and now he has over a hundred thousand dollars in equity he is in love i love what an old realtor used to tell people and this is joe jones he, in my mind he was yeah. a legend in fresno real estate uh, and in his southern drawl, he'd always say, go get you one. Go get you one. Yeah. Yep. Hey, hashtag go get you one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for, uh, thank you, Isaac, oh, no, for thank coming you for in today. Us. Yeah, you're a great guest. Um, also, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, tuning in, and hopefully you learned a lot from today's show. And find Don on TikTok. He's going to create yeah. one. I'm not <laughs> dancing, though. Neither am I. <laughs> thank you.